Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Good evening, dudes and dudettes. Welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. The World. I am your hero, Corbin David Alba, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our third weekend of the 2020 experience. And I am very happy to observe and report that our year has stabilized just a little bit. From our very special wartime episode, last week we have resumed with our usual homeostasis. So I have downgraded the Corbin vs. the World Universal Chaos Index down to a B+, which is our normal baseline, up from the screaming A that we were at last week. And I know that we have reached a kind of universal homeostasis At the moment, because it appears that the biggest story of the week is what's going on in merry old England with our merry old royal family. And yes, that is where we are going to begin today's episode, my friends. All about dear Prince Harry and dear Princess Meghan and their decision that they would like to step away from the royal family and separate themselves entirely from that whole community. You're a wizard, Harry. There are a few things to be said on this. The first thing to be said is an open question to the universe, specifically, what on earth does the royal family actually do at this given point in the year 2020 in our Western world? Because I find the concept of royalty a somewhat dated and archaic relic, and I'm very, very tolerant on British fairy tale culture. I'm tolerant of the Brexit. I'm tolerant of the I can't believe it's not Donald Trump that you guys elected for your prime minister. I'm tolerant of the fact that you people insist on eating tomatoes for breakfast, which is the most mutant behavior I can think of. Nothing personal, but if you eat tomatoes before noon, I do not trust you as a person. So that's something I fundamentally disagree with you on. But more than anything else, I disagree with the concept of royalty. It has no place in our round four-dimensional future 2020 experience, in my humble opinion. So when you say stepping away from royal duties, I can only assume that that means you're not going to show up in sporting events wearing ridiculous outfits, and we're going to have to find someone else to carry the kind of big torch during the biannual Illuminati gathering, so I'm sure your presence will be missed there. That said, I do support them trying to get out of the game, but... Here's the thing, my friends. You cannot have your cake and eat it, too. You've lived your life of luxury, and now that you're approaching middle age, you want to cash out your chips and get that lovely villa in Canada or in the United States or wherever you plan on taking your royal carpet bag. Uh Uh-uh. I'm sorry. That is not the case. You need to fully commit to this action, Harry and Meghan. If you want to get out of the game so badly, you've got to do this the same way that Walter White did. Goddamn right. 
you have to disappear yourself. You have to pay five million pounds or eight billion shillings or whatever weird space money you have in England. You need to pay that to some vacuum salesman and they're going to shove you into a van and you're going to wake up one month later somewhere north of Pensacola and you are no longer Harry and Megan. You are now Ray and Maud, and you own a nice bed and breakfast that's barely staying in the black, so you've got to keep it a two-person operation. And maybe if you play your cards well enough and Urban Sprawl works out enough for you, maybe you'll be able to turn it profitable enough to hire a third or fourth staff member, and you guys don't have to work 18-hour days. But hey, you wanted to be commoners now, so that is the pie you gotta eat, my friends. Anyway, we have a lovely show lined up for you today. I've got a lot of songs that I'm very, very excited to share with you, starting with this one. This is Sinead O'Brien and her song, Limbo. In between the rosebush, the road, and the rubbish, I remember the question of being, of how I wanted it to feel. There's everything in me, but it's forgotten. I've been here so long looking, or living, or sitting, that the furniture starts to breathe. And what question is there, when we are here losing it, drifting between the flowers, the road, and the rubble? Days like this are the wildest way to tame the flames, to get the head to higher. Heavy is the head that wants to get lighter. Do days like this hurt the head? Or do days like this help? Do days like this hurt the head? Or do days like this help? In an ideal world, there won't be a breath in between to say what it is you have seen. Do days like this hurt the head? Or do days like this help? divine love lost friends do days like this hurt the head or do days like this help do days like this hurt the head or do days like this help i fight the freedom hiking to get higher heavy is the head that wants to get lighter do days like this hurt the head or do days like this help do days like this hurt the head or do days like this Like 
help coming once you're outside of the circle all that's left after that is hey there genius how you doing i was halfway back to my house before the film was even done saying hey i made that mountain and now it's swallowing me up the results are in and it looks like everybody gets a big old slice of nothing everything was cool i have no idea how it happened how about you melt into the
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Limbo by Sinead O'Brien. Next, we heard Do Nothing and their song LeBron James. I didn't hear LeBron James anywhere in that song. And finally, we had the band Sorry and their song Starstruck. And here's a fun public service announcement. In case you forgot, in just two weeks, we're going to have our first Democratic primary. Hooray! Plot progression. In just a little bit, the millions and millions of affable white men of Iowa are going to choose our new frontrunner for our Democratic rat race which I'm very excited about. I feel like we've kind of been in the prologue of this whole race, kind of ruminating in there for the last four or five months. And I will admit, I did get a little nostalgic for the camaraderie and how friendly and warm it all felt in those last few months, back when there were like 50 people on stage and they were all holding hands, singing Kumbaya. And if there was any bad feelings, they could just go to the back and put their hand on Marianne Williamson's magic feelings orb. And then boom, no more bad feelings. But then Marianne Williamson left, and I'm sure that they tried to use Cory Booker's head for a while as a stand-in, but now Cory Booker's gone, and now we've got all these nasty, negative feelings flying all over the place. And things are getting a little tense, and now some people aren't even shaking hands anymore. Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are fighting. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. What are the progressive kids going to do? I don't know. This seems like a whole non-traversy as far as I'm concerned. We all know how CNN likes to poke the flames of controversy 
And I will admit, these kinds of things are good for ratings, but you have Tom Steyer on stage with you. Why don't you just spend 15 minutes roasting his flimsy cardboard ass? I'm fairly certain that Tom Steyer is actually, if he's not cardboard, actually a creation of industrial light and magic and is mostly CGI or is probably Andy Serkis in a mocap suit. At least that's my understanding. I, I, I don't know what Tom Steyer was doing on that stage, but... Other than Tom Steyer, other than that aforementioned silliness, I honestly did not have any real problem with any candidate that was on stage during that debate. This might seem like a very controversial statement, but I don't think I'm going to be upset with any one of these candidates getting the eventual nomination. And just so you all understand where I am politically, because I'm sure it's been a little bit ambiguous since I love to throw spears at the Democrats so much, but I, I can't help it. If I talk about Trump too much, I get radiation poisoning. And if I talk about Lindsey Graham, Jesus Christ. So that's where I that's why I keep most of my ire for the Democrats. But politically on, on an XY graph, I'm basically Karl Marx with a gun. That's where I stand viscerally, if that if that gives you an image. So I'm basically an extremist, but I'm a moderate extremist, and I am willing to acknowledge that I am probably not going to get everything that I want in this particular election cycle. And I truly hope that everyone on the um, democratic, progressive, liberal side of things can also have that Christmas carol come to Jesus hallelujah realization because I think that's going to be the one and only thing that will stand in our way during this upcoming election and I truly hope that we can get all the way to the end of the primary season without these candidates getting too much bird shit on themselves but I guess we'll just see how these things roll out Hopefully things don't get dirtier from here, but we'll just see how it goes. I've got a new song from Francis Quinlan of Hopalong. This is Your Reply.
So quick to cry out and say you gotta keep your shit together. 
me show you what I got. There's only so much that a person can take. Too much abuse and somebody you break. I took a pill and I hopped on a plane. And I'm never looking back again. Cause I am on a strike against my body and my head. What once was pain is now pleasure of mine. Everybody's so quick to stand up and say you gotta try to stay together. Gotta ask yourself, is this really what I wanted? Everybody's so quick to sit you down and say, try to be cool about it. Baby, watch me break down. Feel the way I want to. Feel the way I want to. Feel the way I want to feel. Feel the way I want to. Feel the way I want to feel. The way I want to feel. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing your reply by Francis Quinlan, followed up by a new song by U.S. Girls, Overtime. And finally, we had a new song by Caroline Rose, Feel the Way I Want. And I don't know about you, but I'm very excited for what this year has to offer musically. We've already had a bunch of artists announce upcoming albums for the year. And I think it's going to be a great year for music because I think that there's going to be a big artistic arms race to see who can release the first big new album of the new decade, because we are trying to put our footprint on the history of popular music. And on that note, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced this year's round of inductees. Our features are Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., noted rock icon, The Notorious B.I.G., and T-Rex. And I love this group of artists because I'm 90% sure that if you went down to your local Chili's and hit shuffle on their store soundtrack, that is the exact list of artists that you would get. And if you're thinking, wait, they don't play Notorious B.I.G. at Chili's, you're clearly going to the the wrong chilies, my friends. Life pro tip. Get to that cool Notorious B.I.G. chilies. As a rule of thumb, if they're not playing Biggie Smalls, you're at an Applebee's. 
That's how you know. And I hesitate to bring up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mainly because I could spend an entire episode in its own right talking about how I consider that its own giant load of bigoty made up bullshit on the level of the British royal family. Because how, let's be real, how can you quantify who is the greatest rock groups of all time? And also, it's gotten to the point where it's so diluted that what? how can you even in good faith call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I understand that there's a very official nomination process where they have a board of directors and then they vote on a list of nominees and then they send those out to a list of thousands self-described rock experts who then vote on those nominees. And I honestly can't think of a more rock and roll thing than a board certified election. But hey, I guess I just party too hard. And here's the issue with having a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame If you're counting on it to stand the test of time, you know, decades and decades and decades, it sure would be a shitty thing if rock music stopped being really fun and trendy somewhere around, oh, I don't know, 2004, 2005. And then as each year goes by, you have to scrape an even deeper and deeper barrel to the point where you have to induct Randy goddamn Newman one year. I'm looking at you, 2013. I'm looking directly at you. No diss on 2013, but you got a friend in me. Not exactly hard rock, rock the house, Hall of Fame caliber stuff. But hey, you know, we need to hand out the shiny medals and it gives the old retired artists a chance to get out and be photographed in the sun one more time and maybe say something bitchy about their old dead bandmates. So, hey, I guess it works out for everybody. Anyway, here's more tunes. Your love is 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Pushing Up the Daisies by Handstand Parade. Next, we had Navu Story and their song Edible. And finally, we had The Wants and their song The Motor. And now, friendos, it is that time as we wrap up this particular episode of Corbin versus the World. I hope you came away from it more informed and enlightened about the world around us. And if you didn't, maybe next time. Because we do this ding-dang thing every week. Be sure to check out our social media at Corbin vs. The World and at NocoFM. Check me out on Twitter at Corbin D. Alba. And make sure to check out my blog at Corbin vs. The We're going to close out this particular round with some fun left of center pop music that I have been Jim jamming on going into the new year. First song we've got is by Sebastian Paul. Next we have Kanye West protege 070 Shake and her song Guilty Conscience. And finally we have a new song by Muramasa off of their upcoming new album. This is a collaboration track with Georgia who also has a new very good dancey dance album out. It is called Live Like We're Dancing. That 070 Shake song is Guilty Conscience. And this first song that you are going to hear to close out this episode is Trojan Horse by Sebastian Paul. See you next week, friends. Appreciate you.
You.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.